Hey gang, welcome to episode 76 of the No Persinium Podcast, your guide to immersive entertainment, brought to you by our friends at Drafty. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from Los Angeles. This week on the show, the mastermind of delusion, John Braver, joins us for a quick chat recorded at the uh, the lounge at Delusion uh, right before uh, I was uh, thrown in a second time uh, as a total surprise. So uh, John and I sat down, had a quick discussion. Uh, we touched on some of the big news around the show. Uh, we'll get all into that in a second. But first, do you do theatrical or event design work? Looking for a computer-aided design program that's built for the work you do, like lighting, projection, and sound? Then you should check out our friends at Drafty. Drafty is a computer-aided design program built from the ground up for the unique needs of theatrical designers, assistants, and technicians by an actual theatrical designer. Lighting, sound, and projection design are all supported, and it's priced to be affordable because the designer who makes it knows exactly the kinds of challenges you face firsthand. Even better, it's always being updated with brand new features. Find out if Drafty can help you work your magic at drafty-app.com. Thanks again, Drafty, for having our back in this crazy, crazy year, 2016. Just a few quick news and notes before we jump into the interview. So, you know, I'm not going to eat up your entire weekend here. Good or bad, I don't know. Um, let's talk about uh, New Year's Eve. Let's talk about New Year's Eve in New York City. You've got a couple of fun options. Both uh, the McKittrick and the Grand Paradise are having parties on New Year's Eve. I think tickets are still available. Gotta admit, I uh, didn't do the full research. But if you're 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 looking around trying to figure out what to do, note that the Grand Paradise that's closing night. So if you're a fan of Third Rail Projects, if you're a fan of Then She Fell, and you haven't checked out The Grand Paradise yet, and you've been waiting, well, you're running out of time. So go and see and grab up some of those last tickets. Um, I had a blast, as we all know. Um, wonder wonder what my highlights for 2016 are going to be. Let's get into that in a second. Um, but if uh, if Sleep No More is more your style and you're looking for a, a holiday masquerade, you want to check out what's going on over there at the McKittrick. Um, and um, just as random note, you know that uh, Sleep No More is opening in Shanghai. We've talked about that, right? We, we have. I think we've talked about that. Um, let's jump over here to Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know of any New Year's Eve stuff going on, but, uh, there's a really cool light thing happening at Descano Gardens that I want to check out. I keep seeing these amazing pictures. And of course the zoo lights are on currently. Um, these aren't theatrical events so much as they are just really cool things that are going on. Um, it's a season of lights. It's what we do. Uh, I love it. Um, so, um, you know, let's talk about it. Maybe someone wants to go with me to Descano Gardens. Someone who hasn't been yet. That'd be fun. I'm always looking for people to hang out with. I'm lonely. No. <laughs> Why do you think I do this? Um, more on that in a second. I'm just going to keep on doing that all, all, all session. Um, Seattle. Oh, wait, no. Los Angeles. Um, I, I'll be I'll be checking out Have You Seen Jake uh, next weekend, and I'll have a field report for you from that. That should be really interesting. That's the the immersive that's going on. They're going to have three shows. Looks like it's psychological. Maybe there's a little bit of horror touch to it. Um, like psychological horror touch to it, I feel is, is going to come into play. Um, yeah, I'm game. I'm game. Let's see how it goes. Um, now Seattle, 
like we talked about last week, Krampus Christmas is up at Seattle Immersive. So it's like, hey, if you if you like haunts, this is like the Christmas version of one. From what I can tell, from what I have seen, no one has come and told me what's actually going on. So if you are within the sound of my voice and you know someone who's in Seattle who's checked this out, please have them contact us and let us know what is going on. We love hearing from you. We love meeting you out in the wild. I met some folks this week uh, who uh, I, I, it's like six degrees of separation. It's like, oh, you know, someone's, oh, this cool. We're at a show together and turns out, ah, we're all immersive fans. So we had a great conversation. That was, um, that was at public school, which is a storytelling show here in LA that uh, sometimes I do. And often I am a sort of support staff for. So uh, like an entirely different part of my life. Because I, I weirdly enough have more than one part of my life. I have this. Uh, I have, uh, you know, public schools like this little, you know, little part of it. Uh, and then I have Star Wars. And I have Batman. And that's like my whole life. That's my whole life. Um, and the thing I do for work. Uh, the, the job thing. Yeah, that, that sort of takes up 40 or more hours a week. Um, I do like meeting you guys. So if you're out in the wild and you see me at a show, you hear my voice and you're like, is that? And it's like, it probably is. Sometimes it isn't. Um, sometimes people will see me in person and then they will go talk to someone else thinking that it's me. Uh, that's also something that happened this week at public school, which was really funny. Uh, that's another, ask me that question in person when you see me and I'll tell you the story. There you go. I'm a story machine. But I want your stories more than I want my stories. We're doing an end of the year show. We might even do two. I'm still figuring it out. We're doing an end of the year show um, at the end of the year. And I'm trying to gather as many 2016 immersive memories from as many people as possible. You still have time. I won't get around to editing this until after the 20th. So let's call the 20th the deadline. It is the 9th when I'm recording this. So you have 11 days. I would prefer if at all possible, that you send me a voicemail. Keep it like 30 seconds. Some people go a little longer. That's fine. Maybe up to a minute. You know, it really depends on like how many we get. I can't take like a bunch of five minute ones because um, that, that's just going to, that'll just be weird. Um, but we're also going to talk to some of our, our, our close friends and have some of the curators on the show. So one or two episodes are going to kind of be a reflection, look back on the year. And uh, this is going to be the clip show. We're doing a clip show. Oh, my God, we're doing a clip show. But it's new clips as opposed to old clips, which once in a while, the savvier sitcoms would do. Always wanted to do a clip show. Um, again, I want your highlights from Immersive in 2016. Uh, voicemail's best. Just you know, record it on your, on your phone and then email it to us at no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. Um, if you're not comfortable doing that, you can write us a reader mail, listener mail, and I will read it on the show. Uh, if you do that, and when you record, please um, you know, state your name, um, and if you if you uh, send me one, uh, just if there's if there's just send me a pronunciation guide to your name because I don't want to mess it up because I do that all the time because I'm a horrible horrible human being, and then I try to go to sleep at night and I think about I messed up so and so's name. Um, and that's actually how it comes through. It's like, I messed up so-and-so's name because that's how bad at it I am. And this is what I do for a living. I mean, come on, let's talk about this. This is pathetic. Uh, what else is on in the world? Um, we have, oh, wow. Sorry about that plosive there. Uh, we have revised the Patreon. Uh, we will shoot a new video this month. Uh, I will write new copy, but we have some new goals because we're going to be expanding. 
much like say like the my hot life guys they just opened up their forums so forums are a thing you like to do suggest you go hang up there i should i should gin up a, a, a an account and go 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 check it out myself um we're looking at doing something not dissimilar uh but a little more focused on uh, the the sort of connecting people with creative side but also with a kind of an open discussion what I'm trying to say is, is that I got this Slack account we used to have, um, we, we started like two years ago and then like didn't use. And uh, a free Slack account is actually great for organizing a community because it's not Facebook and you don't get distracted by all the junk that's on Facebook and you don't have your blood pressure go up like 8 million degrees. So I'm looking at uh, using that again. We've put that, that's going to be part of sort of our, our stretch goals because um, maintaining it is kind of difficult. But I also might just like open it up and see uh, a trial run. Sure, I'll commit to it right now. We're going to do a trial run on the Slack in the last two months, in the last two weeks of the year. Why? Because I won't be at work full time and I can um, see how that goes. Maybe there'll be nothing to talk about. If you want an invite to that Slack, you email us at no underscore proscenium at outlook.com or you shout at us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm totally capricious. I just decided this right now. This was not pre-planned. This is me committing to something. This is what it takes. That or whiskey. Um, there you go. There's another. There's your Christmas present, everybody. There. I got you a Slack channel. And if you don't like Slack, too bad. I do. Um, what else is there in the world? Um, this is a short interview with John Braver. Um, we're going to have a longer one in the not-too-distant future. I promise you that. Why? because we have a lot of fun and uh, we do this like uh, at the show we're gonna do we're gonna do one hopefully we'll get back to think tank we've got some stuff going on oh think tank's got some stuff going on right now um, our friend Abel is doing um, doing a, a, a sex bot version of his serial killer speed dating because Pornhub of all people are sponsoring a future an art show based around the future if you don't know what Pornhub is um, Imagine it, and you're right. There you go. Um, so, yeah, they're doing that, and that's in that's in the the fashion district. And Abel's doing uh, doing the serial killer speed dating. That's got to be a charged environment. Uh, a porn site is uh, sponsoring a speed dating event. Uh, um, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. Uh, I'm bemused by it. I think a be- bemusement's a good thing. Anyway, look, you've had enough of me already. You're just like, Noah, get to the thing. You're not funny. People think I'm funny. Um, John Braver, excellent human being, the mastermind of delusion. Delusion, if you do not know, is um, it's the longest running, consistently running um, seasonal full-on immersive theater horror spooky season event. Uh, We didn't have it last year, but it came back double strong this year. It's amazing. I finally got to see it. It's so different from everything else. If Sleep No More is a sandbox video game and Then She Fell is a dark ride uh, at Disneyland, then um, uh, Delusion is the LucasArts video game. We'll get into that, more about that in a bit. You're going to have fun. We're going to do this again. Uh, I miss you guys. And 
uh, I had the requisite amount of caffeine today. So uh, a little bit more once we close out. But first up, some music from Chris Porter to take us into the interview. We always just jump into the show. So, John Braver, thank you for talking to me in your lounge here oh, on man. this. Yeah. This is the second to last week of weekend of delusion. Yes. Yes. This is it. So we're gonna we're doing kind of a quick episode this time. We'll we'll do a longer sit down at some point and get into like the the full history. But mm-hmm. for those who don't, and if they're in LA, I really freaking hope they do know what delusion is. But for the people on the East Coast, maybe who listen to the show, uh, tell them a little about uh, delusion. Well, yes, fly out here to the West Coast in the next six nights. You've got six <laughs> nights to come out here. We'll try this to will, squeeze you in. This will probably air like... Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah, be like right. two nights. It'll be like one night left. But exactly. They should come if There's they can. one night left. One night left. Get on the plane now. Yes. Make it here. Turn off the podcast. As, yes. Yeah. Well, I would say subscribe as soon as possible. <laughs> those people get snatch up tickets fast. Um, well, Delusion is... Um, it's funny, if we're thinking about East Coast people, uh, there's been a lot of talk about sort of like a sleep no more on the East Coast and this delusion on the West Coast is sort of one is a nonlinear exploratory experience. The other one being delusion is a linear story. I write these stories like a screenplay. I write them in screenplay format in a three to four act structure. Um, and these are basically moving plays. It's, um, it is an existing structure like a mansion or an old church that we've used in the past and I go in and I write a play that exists throughout the entire space um, minus hair and makeup room and changing room all that kind of stuff flow is a big part of it but basically it's it's you are living inside of a mystery horror suspense story and it's all very story driven um, but you are a you are a key player in that tale and you have to actually perform certain actions and say certain things to move the story forward so it's it's a it's a very immersive, very interactive, very um, very intimate experience uh, with small groups, about eight to ten people at a time. So you really have to participate. Well, and that's something I want to dive in a little bit and, and talk about in a second. But yeah. how did you? This is is it the sixth iteration? It's the fifth, it's the fifth iteration yeah. of Delusion so far. We took off last year. How did you? How did you wind up? falling into this of all, of all things I know some about your background I know that you you work in film you've done some like stunt coordinating type stuff and, mm-hmm. and that's downplaying it by a bit uh, in terms of like, the scale of the work that you've done but how do you wind up with a mansion in Los Angeles doing you know a, what is this year a gothic vampire horror hammer <laughs> yeah. smorgasbord uh, <laughs> like, like how, do, how does someone what's the arc there what's the character arc <laughs> <laughs> writer director yeah oh man I well there's there's a bit of insanity in in taking this on um, it's funny because I say like that the, the name delusion is so perfect for this because I every year I'm doing this I I, I don't know why I keep doing it because it's such a <laughs> it's such a ridiculous endeavor that just constantly you know graze my beard and makes my heart run like crazy but that's you know that's I have a crazy passion for it too, and um, that supersedes and overshadows um, everything else, any other sort of negative feeling. Basically, it's it's the arc of it is you know without going into crazy amount of detail, but it's it really stems from role playing games, like mm. old school role playing games. Like to oh, me, yeah. I was a big fan of 
of the King's Quest series, you know, I'm aging myself here, but you know, the beginning stages of computer role-playing games. Yeah. And you know, I used to play, you know, these games where you'd have this old mansion as a part one part of the story and you'd have to enter the mansion and, and per, you know, peruse through it and you have a certain inventory, you have to use certain items to move the story forward. So I always thought I'm going to find... I heard about the West Adams District in L.A., which, for those of you who don't know, it's the old Beverly Hills yeah. of L.A. And really cool old mansions. And um, so when I drove through here, I was actually working on a film out here, and I saw this house, this old Victorian home, and I said, oh, my God, this reminds me of one of the games I used to play. And mm. imagine writing a play like I used to... Do. I grew up in Chicago, and that's where this whole thing started. But when I came out here, I saw this house, and I was like, let's... Let's imagine writing a play inside of this place and, and reliving in a in a tangible way these these visceral experiences of uh, of, of like translating the, the game the digital game into the real world and uh, so when I saw it that was the really the, the moment when I said I have to do this play I have to bring back what I did in Chicago here in L.A. and I have to do it in this place and it was just sort of a I'm incredibly stubborn and I just you know, I. I I admit I have to get what I want, <laughs> and I just it's it's and I am constantly disappointed by that. But um, <laughs> but I, I I'm driven to get it, and I, I got that house. And um, the first year we did it was ten nights, and it just it blew up. Yeah. Um, and then it's just the people. It became something. It became more than I ever thought it would become. Um, the interactive theater. There wasn't much interactive theater going on at 2011. No. At that time. I think I think maybe Sleep No More was just spinning up or yep. spin up the year before, if that. It's hazy in my own mind. Yeah. No, that was it. it was, yeah. It was actually 2011 when we did the show, and then when Neil Patrick Harris came, and he told me about Sleep No More. Yeah. It was starting up, and then I flew out to New York and met those guys, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool! Like, so it was the only one, that I, the only other one that I knew of. Um, but. It was, once we put it on, and I, I remember vividly the people who, the first play, when they went through the entire thing, and I was freaking out and <laughs> hoping to God that it would do well, and then they came out of the back and they started clapping. That's when it was like, man, this thing is gonna, this thing is gonna do well, and people, people, I think people want to be engaged again. They want to, like, touch other humans, you know? They want to, oh, yeah. they want that especially with the digital era now, like people are craving this this type of experience and we're noticing that the fans are wanting it more and more. Yeah. With all these other things that are popping up with escape rooms and other events that I, I'm i a big fan of, like Alone and other things where it's just, it's, it's the, intimate, the, the erotic. Es- the, the escape room thing on its own is, is insane to see how much that industry has flourished. Oh it's unbelievable. Just, just every time I drive down the street now, there's another 60 out yep. somewhere yeah. and I'm like, what? Yeah, what? Um, to to a shocking shocking I, I, I can't keep up like I was, mm-hmm. I've, I've given up trying to keep yeah. up with it because I'm just like oh okay and I've got some friends who are like they, they keep up with it and I, I mean I love going but like if it, I decided to do that that would be like all I would do all the time because there's always a new room opening how many have you been to? oh, oh for me less than a dozen yeah less than a dozen I've, lo- I've lost track though um, and there's definitely at least a dozen that I really want to go to. Mm-hmm. And I love that some of what you've done this year kind of brings in a few of those elements. Yeah. Um, but but very much has that old Sierra LucasArts game type feeling where uh, it's it's yeah. it's definitely like I found the thing that goes to here 
and 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 moving along but it's really that that sense of being propelled forward by the story right. as opposed to just being you know oh let me let me get, get the puzzles figured out and that's always right. the interesting thing about that era of game was that they did such a good job of melding the puzzles to the story yes, and yes. not just saying oh, we've got a bunch of puzzles and let's build something around it exactly yeah that's 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 actually what we do with um with the stunt work too, I was because I came from a stunt world, and I didn't want the show to be a showcase for stunts. I wanted the, sh the stunts had to be incorporated into the story. They had to be relevant to the story. Yeah. And it's not just a showcase, so that was that was one aspect of it. It's funny you mentioned the puzzle room up here on the third floor. I the only way that people would ever know this is if I told them. It's basically I didn't I never thought about it as an escape room kind of that uh, aspect of the show, but it, I literally wrote this as an active intermission. <laughs> it, was, it was a, you come up to the third floor, I was going to put a bar up there, I was going to like, have like, you have 10 minutes to just chill, go to the bathroom, enjoy the puzzle, do, it, it was just an intermission, and, but it turned into something like, like you were saying, thank you for saying, like Sierra, LucasArts, like that stuff is super inspiring, so that's what it kind of turned into, and it's, it is relevant to the story, in in very very obscure ways that nobody's gonna know unless I say it. Hmm. Um, I felt it, it totally did not feel like an intermission to me. It felt yeah, integral. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I failed on that part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know, intermission thing. I mean, but on the other hand, like you know, if you gotta park people somewhere, that's a great way way to park them because that's something that yeah. a lot of immersive shows they'll in terms of flow they'll have that problem where it's like, well, what are we gonna do with people? And so you'll wind up. You know, there might be one that I love dearly, but like you wind up in a hallway for a minute and someone's just repeating on a loop and they're mm -hmm. just going to do this loop. They're going to do this loop and you're like, oh, OK, there's a loop here. Clearly, we're waiting to get to act three. Yeah. And that yeah. that was not if anything, uh, it felt like it felt like we were going to lose. Like when I was in there, I was like, if we don't if, if we don't get this right. And like in the group I was with was kind of like stumbling around. I was like, oh, none of these people want to do this. We're going to fail. We're going to fail. Are we going to get kicked out of the show? Oh, right. Funny. You know, but like, I, I uh, went. We should have kicked you out. <laughs> we should have kicked us out. No, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I went, I went, vampires are my jam. So this year I just, I went, I, this is my first time. So this is like for me, like the perfect introduction to delusion because like oh, a nice. gothic vampire story. And getting to go, getting to go in cold too, because like I made sort of a point of like I wasn't going to read too much into mm -hmm. what was happening. Like I said, okay, Lord this and Lady that, and like all right, cool. And so like I got a little maybe there'd be, but having known what the previous shows were, mm -hmm. like I didn't know that it was going to be vampires. And like in minute one, when they start laying out the story in in the in the the, the foyer, I was mm -hmm. like, oh my god. And then they break out the the Dampier term. Yeah. And that's the, the kind of word... only you and certain other people would get. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. You, you, you've got to be a real big vampire nerd to even know that word exists. Because... Yeah. Or maybe they use it in Castlevania. I don't know. I it's been it, a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. That's why I, I really want you to go through again. Because, yeah, you went through early and now it's... It, it's like anything. Like, it's evolved and yeah. changed and it's taken on its own... It's taken on a new life. When you go through again, when we talk... Yeah. You will... It will... It would okay. be a completely different experience for you. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. In a wonderful way. Let's talk, let's talk about another evolution here. Um, you've recently made a deal. Uh, Skybound's come in, and you guys are producing uh, VR mm -hmm. uh, under the Delusion brand. So it's not mm -hmm. like they've hired you to like work on one of their properties, but you're developing a VR piece for Delusion. How much mm -hmm. of that can you talk about? Because i, I got to say, one of the things that I've been super excited about, uh, in theory, 
is like the merging of the immersive theater world and the VR world. Right. And it's it's happening at the edges. And a lot of the people who are working at the high level of VR, they know that sort of the secret sauce for narrative in VR is going to come from mm-hmm. the world of shows like this. And here you are, and you're going to be making it. So what, what can you tell us about what's happening? Well, yeah, we could talk a lot about it. Uh, interesting, my my friend... Well, I'll start off by saying that I was kind of, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a big VR fan, and uh, I just, I'm a fan of you know, physically touching other people, <laughs> in appropriate ways, uh, <laughs> and sometimes inappropriate. Um, but it, the, the, uh, my friend went to the VR Expo mm. in LA. VR LA, yep. VR LA, yeah. Yep. And on one of the big panels, this guy was talking about how, and it was, it was great advertising for us, he says, if, if you really want to know how to tell a story in VR, go to delusion like when delusion comes out when the, when the tickets come up you know grab the tickets and go see that show because it's it, it kind of lends itself really well to that world and my friend told me about that and i was like oh that's that's really cool for him to say that uh i don't really want to do anything in vr with, with these shows I, i'd see them all as films or television series and stuff like that but over time i became i got turned into uh thinking that well i'll still do the shows for me it was like one i'm kind of a focus on one thing yeah. kind of guy and then, but I, through other good friends, they got me to think, well, you do your play, and then also, you know, maybe explore it in the VR world as well too. So, um, it's, it's, evolved into, you know what, let, let's let's pick a, let's pick one of the stories and see which one fits best, and then let's uh, go find a partner uh, that mm. would that would fit this, um, that would help bring this to life. Yeah. Not just that, but I mean, this is this is like a first step. We're going to do comic books and TV series, all that kind of stuff, and the whole Delusion universe. This is the first step. So, um, the 2014 play lent itself really well to it, and I sort of had a few different meetings with different entertainment companies and production companies, and uh, Skybound just always seemed like the best fit. Yeah. Uh, just because of their, because of Image Comics, because of the things I wanted to do with with comic books. Yeah. And you know they do the walking dead and so they, they already have all that kind of yeah all that in and they've, they've done they've done vr with uh with the star breeze mm-hmm. and 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 that headsets like the, one of the best headsets around and then they've got they've been doing like escape room like a tour thing and like so they've yeah they've been they've been really they've been really aggressive in what we used to call a transmedia approach to their properties right. um but what that's done is it's given them it's it's cross training in terms of how mm-hmm. you're going to like take stuff out and and get people interested in a property um, mm-hmm. in sort of like the language or the form that they're most interested in and and what I think is kind of interesting about taking the immersive theater stuff into the VR is like you do have this sort of natural kind of like back and forth to be able to like create extensions of a show in VR or for people who could like never make it to the show because exactly, yeah. like you know delusion sells out so fast that a lot of people are like well we'll never get to see it and so right. it's like well this is not exactly the same thing but here let me just shove this on your head and yeah. like you'll kind of get a sense of what it's like and that'll only mean they'll that next year they'll be like no i really need to like be first in line yep. to get tickets yeah they're all complimentary I mean, it's, yeah it's, yeah it's it's, it's they, and i don't even I, at this point you know i was very as i said i was very resistant to putting this in a vr world but now i'm like no, this is this is great. We're going to have, like you said, a lot of people that have never seen the show are going to be able to experience it in a different way. Yes, but also, when this comes out, this is like even Skybound. That we haven't to take on this project is is a crazy ambitious, the biggest VR narrative project out there right now. Is and and 
we're trying to make this happen and Skybound's great at like screw it let's just let's let's be the leaders of this let's do yeah. the best we can to to push forward with it because they did their first VR narrative called Gone um, mm. and that did pretty well and now they just want to like pick it up with delusion and, and just move forward with explaining the or showing the universe in a different way because yeah. we're going to be we're going to you know it's basically going to be a very I'm going to stick with the practical effects kind of the same thing that we did with the I'm a big practical practical effects kind of guy so we're going to still have you know real creature suits and you know real stunts happening around you and you know we're going to accentuate it with light VFX here and you know um, and sound design sound design is a big part of that oh, yeah. VR world now oh, massive. it's not one of the more most the most important thing so yeah. it's it's going to be a huge challenge but it's going to be super fun when it comes out you're you're about to be wrapping up this show i know one of the dreams for the show is for it to go year round is that still something that you're you're pursuing in the in in the long run in the short run uh it it is it's it's in it's in the mindset, and it's uh, the show. I actually wrote a year-round show already, and we had a fact. We had a warehouse. We rented a warehouse, and we were going to build it there, but it got too expensive, so yeah. it's now on the shelf. But I found a space that might work, and if the economics work, then yeah, yeah. we'll do it. I mean, year-round meaning, you know, probably 120 to 140 nights a year. Right. Take off the summer. Just out of curiosity, was it expensive? I and mean, I'm not going to have you like dig out your ledger, but like this is something that comes up here in LA a lot in terms of is it was it was it the real estate that was driving the cost, or was it the show just like everything you wanted to do started to kind of yeah get I, more? I this is my big problem is like I'm, I write way too ambitious. Like every, mm. I'm constantly having to uh, just downsize, and I mean the show was yeah the show was way too expensive. The rent was way too expensive. Um, and just the, the whole the, the build out, like it would have to still compa- still continue to pay rent. Like by the time somebody bought a ticket to actually help fund this thing, we'd have to pay all these many, many, many months of rent. Yeah. And the economics didn't work out in that respect. But overall, the shows, this show is that I wrote is very expensive. And but we'll we'll do it. We're gonna do it. I'll say yes. We're gonna we're gonna do the year round. It'll show. get done. It It'll, will get done. It I have done. I actually have, I have a lot of faith. I think L.A. is ready for a year round and we've been I know we had a couple of close calls with Punch Drunk landing yeah. something here and that still may happen at some point but mm-hmm. we, we never speak of it <laughs> I probably just curse sorry guys not till 2018 now that I've said it in 2016 um, <laughs> like it seems to be the curse if you speak it it goes away Felix hears it goes no not to Los Angeles and yeah. hides for another six months yep um, but um, I know that's funny <laughs> but <laughs> that's uh, funny but we're but I know we're ready for it, it yeah, yeah it'll happen yeah. it'll happen I mean I I can't imagine like this show the amount of moving parts that are good that go into it and the fatigue on the actors I personally like I don't know how they're I don't know how they're doing it we'd have to have like a massive do you want to wait till this yeah we'll cut this part out okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back representing for West Adams in the sky. Yeah. Channel Seven News. Les Nessman oh, with up. the weather report. Uh, traffic report. Sorry, weather report. Why would you take it? But Les Nessman would take a helicopter to do the weather, and that's a joke that only five people I'm who listen. Arnie Pie get. in the sky. Yeah, exactly. All right. I'm going down. I'm going down. <laughs> it's like he's coming back around. All right. What were you saying? You're. You were saying that they. Uh, you don't know how they're going to manage. How they manage to. Oh, it's just. Yeah. I, I'm just very sensitive to the actors and. They, I'm there. It's just a very 
exhausting. Illusion's a very exhausting job for them. So it's just it's, to, when we rotate yeah. actors through. But. Well, it's it's got to be it's gonna be better than like having to pay for the gym. So <laughs> yeah, they get in delusion mode, man. This yeah. is the delusion CrossFit. They yeah. say. Seriously. They gotta get. Do in they the actually mode. call it the delusion CrossFit? Yeah. Because. Yeah, they do. I, 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 given the stuff that goes on in there, that sounds about right. Oh man, yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the stunts and just, there's just, just, I ex- expect a lot of the actors. I mean, they're getting pulled through walls and, and just, and just the physicality of, just the mental fatigue of having to, you know, new groups coming in and you having to do it, you know, 20 times a night and you have to engage all of them. And sometimes it, I mean, I, I if I have one talent, it's finding good actors and they are able to take that person who is reserved and shy in the back and then by the end of the show they're completely they're, they've fallen in deep into the story yeah. with them and that's their job is, and they're good at it they're very good at it yeah I, I'll, I'll vouch for that like the, the cast that I got to see on, on the run through that I did was fantastic yeah and that's and that's not a skill that everyone has I mean it's no. it's, not, it's not something that if you're a fil- great film actor you won't necessarily have this ability if you're a great stage actor you won't necessarily have this ability either it's it's a it's its own beast in yeah. a real way, it's not even improv. It's something. It's something different. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna. I know for the VR thing, I'm gonna try to bring as many of the delusion actors into that world as well too, because they they'll be able to. It'll. It just. It'll. It as I said, it lends itself really well to that medium, and they 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 work amongst guests that you can say they're the camera, and they know they're the, the blocking is is relatively similar. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be it'll be an easier transition for them to to get into it. Well, we're outside. We're eating up the lounge space. Yeah. You, you're gonna let me go back through, which I was not expecting tonight. So, I, I, sorry, everybody. Do you want I'm gonna, it? Yeah. <laughs> Do I want to? Do I want to? What kind of question is that? Um, so we'll 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 pause it here, as it were. This will be this episode, but we'll come back. I wanna I wanna dig into when we can sit down in like a, a, a more controlled environment. Talk talk about like how you develop the shows mm-hmm. and I know there's like like the, the permit battles like a long fight here and it's one that we're really interested in Los Angeles how to do that yeah. like, we have such a we have such a different relationship to land than New York does yeah. and and we'll often I'll get in a conversation with people in New York uh, who've, who've been producing this stuff for years and I'll tell them stories about what the producers out here face and they'll be like why is it like that? And I just go, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, it, I just it's don't know. The, yeah, if you have, we could t- we could talk a lot about that because that that's something that kills me. It's just L.A. for all of its, you know, it, it's boasting about its culture and arts and all that kind of stuff. They, they are, they are slow to catch up to this wave of yeah. entertainment. Yeah, and it's 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 hampering us. Like we're we're having a difficult time doing. it. At the same time, I will say that you know doing we're doing this in a residential property. It's residentially zoned places. You're not supposed to run a business. Yeah. In a in a mansion, but we've been running it for this like t- what ten weeks. It's like ten weeks. You're supposed sure. to have five weeks max. Yeah. And but we're able to do it because of the relationships that we've that we've developed. Um, but it's, you know, I don't know. I. I it's a hard, it's it's hard to because if we were able to not have to worry about all that kind of stuff, we'd be able to put more work and effort and or, or focus into the actual show. I mean, the producers of Delusion had to be like project managers for the house while it was being renovated, so they had to like split their time between managing contractors trying to rebuild this home while we're trying to build a show. It just it, it became a, a bit of a nightmare, and yeah. that that was. That's another discussion. So, yeah, anyway. we'll, we'll 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 dig down deep because yeah. that's that's one of the things that's about this space. Oh, God, 
tech press term. I'm apologizing, everybody. Is um, there's there's all these there's these hidden there's hidden complications, and uh, but like the the more ambitious you are about doing the work, the more those hidden complications appear. And I'm just I'm thankful that you've uh, that you're stubborn enough to deal with that stuff, John. Thanks. Yeah, we'll see how long I can be like that. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to find a way to make it easier on you. All right, John, Happy thank sweet. you so much. We'll thank do you. this again very soon. Thanks, Noah. Once again, want to thank John Braver, the mastermind behind Delusion. So looking forward to the adventures in VR and into Delusion expanding and all the stuff they've got on top because it is just, it's just a fun show. It's just some of the most fun I had all year. And I was so, so feel so lucky to get a chance to talk to John. And um, I'm also gonna be talking to some of his designers as time goes on because um, they just do stunning, amazing work. You can find Delusion online at interdelusion.com. You can also find them at, uh, at interdelusion on ye old twitters um that's really like uh, a solid way to keep up with the news as it comes out uh you can find us if for some reason this is your first time at fight club um you find us at no proscenium on the twitter uh you can find us at facebook facebook.com slash no proscenium we do update it i really hate facebook um i use it all the time i have to for work I have to for this. Mm. Ah, Facebook. And yet I love Oculus. Isn't it funny? You can, it's like family. You can love one member of the family and you can despise. I love Instagram. I love everything Facebook does that isn't Facebook. Um, True story. You can find, you can contact us. Give us your immersive 2016 memories. No underscore proscenium at outlook.com. You can find me on Twitter at Noah J. Nelson on Twitter. You can find our man in New York City, Zay Amsbury, at Zay Amsbury on Twitter. Um, much love to all of our curators out there. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to hear their voices very soon again on the show. Got some plans going that way. Um, you can find us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash no proscenium. That's where you help the show become more and more and more. And make no mistake about it, we do need your support. Again, sorry for the plosive right there. Um, I'm self-conscious about my voice today. Let's just deal with that. Um, Medium, you can find critical stuff that we do. Not like mission critical, like, you know, like critique. Uh, Medium.com slash no dash proscenium. And again, the music for the show is by the excellent Chris Porter, uh, who's one of the masterminds of the Speakeasy Society here in L.A. It's getting quiet because we're getting into the holidays, but the shows that are always running, like uh, the Speakeasy up in San Francisco and uh, Sleep No More and Then She Fell, they're all rolling, and that's the beautiful thing about this world. A lot of people are hopefully going to be getting VR headsets for the holidays. A lot of people who aren't me. Um, but... Um, that means people will be discovering brand new worlds. We'll be talking a lot more about that in 2017, let me tell you. And I'm just so excited to be on this journey with all of you. Yeah, it's mushy, but sometimes I am a mushy hippie. That's a brand new oatmeal, right? It should be. All right, enough of me. You've turned me off already. Um, until next time, I'll see you at the show. <laughs>